Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Cute Kind Of. I hope you guys are doing well. So today's episode is going to be a June 2023 favorites. Now, I said on my I'm Back episode that I wanted to get into doing favorites because I think it's a really great natural way to like wrap up the month and tell you guys what kind of products I've been using and loving. Granted, every single time I've tried to implement doing my favorites every single month, I flop. However, we are now 25. I am mature now. So hopefully this will work out. So today's episode is a little bit off the cuff. I didn't write a draft or like a kind of a script to keep on track. I just honestly grabbed all the products and I'm just gonna run my mouth for the next like 20 to 40 minutes. So stay tuned. We have some skincare products, one foundation, my new kind of like lip routine, lip makeup routine. I'm talking about TV shows I've been watching. I'll talk about the video game I just finished or the video games I finished. And then I'll also talk about something else. Well, I haven't watched any movies. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. So let's just get started. So we're gonna start straight in with skincare. Now I have two skincare products to share with you guys. The very first one is the Bioma Hydrating Serum Hyalur- Nope, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say it's hyaluronic acid. It's not hyaluronic acid. This is the Bioma Hydrating Serum Triceramide Complex with squalene and glycerin. If you listen to my podcast, you would know that my favorite like hydrating ingredient for any skincare product is glycerin. You can find glycerin in pretty much any skincare product, but over the years I've seen a lot of people dropping glycerin and doing other ingredients. Anyways, glycerin is one of my favorite hydrating ingredients. I prefer it over like hyaluronic acid, ceramides, pretty much anything. I just think it's the best especially for my skin. So from winter going into spring, going into summer, more like winter going into spring, I was starting to get a lot of dry patches on my skin and they weren't like normal dryness on the skin. They were just like specifically like flaking, peeling skin. And I have oily skin. For me, it's either like me not drinking enough water or I'm just not getting the right amount of hydration on my face. I usually like to use a homemade honey mask when I start facing those problems. However, the honey masks I was using weren't working and I was like having a difficulty balancing like the, my oily skin and plus like having the flakes. Um, I use the ordinary hyaluronic acid. I like that. However, I don't really like the formulation of it, how it turns into a kind of that foamy substance or foamy texture. And I prefer a lot more of kind of like emulsifies and doesn't foam up. Um, and so I've been using this serum and it's amazing. The very first day I used it or the first night I used it, I woke up and majority of my skin flakes were gone. I was so pleased, so happy. It's made its way into my shelf of products I'm gonna keep buying unless I really wanna try something else. With that being said, my sister, who's my shopping editor, bought a bunch of Bioma products. Like she brought like pretty much the entire line. And so expect a kind of an in-depth review of all the products because I've been using them over a couple months or like a month, I think, like over a month. But I really love this. I think it's great. The formulation, like I said, is a typical serum and I prefer like this like liquid serum way over like any of the ordinary serum products. And it just like, it's refreshing and dries down onto skin really, really well. It's really, really nice. I love it. I think it's a wonderful product and I will definitely be repurchasing it. Next, we have a Japanese beauty product. This is a skincare product. This is really popular in Asia. 
This is the Roto Mentholum Water Lip Chapstick. This, I think this is just like a overall really popular Japanese skincare brand throughout Asia, but specifically this product. It is such a pretty lip balm. So I put this on at night, but then I also put it on whenever I'm like in my bathroom and I see it. But it just, the name just describes the finish. It really gives you a really pretty watery reflective lip. It looks like lip gloss, but it's not. It feels literally like a lip balm, which I'm obsessed with. It is so nice. It's so worth it. I got this at the Sunrise Mart in Soho in New York City. So if you're there, definitely check this out. This is phenomenal. My sister's obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. I'm going to buy more. Like I said, with the moisturizing serum, it's something I'm going to put on my shelf. But this product is a product I'm going to want to have backups for because I think it's just so pretty. Like it's such a pretty finish. It's very unique. I don't think I've ever used a chapstick like this. Usually the chapsticks I use like this tend to have more of a lip gloss feel, but this one it feels like a chapstick but gives you a look of nice, smooth, reflective gloss. It's really pretty. I really, really like this, so definitely check this out. But you can buy it from YesStyle. I know they have a red one too, but I don't really remember, but this is a clear one. I love it. It's beautiful. Highly recommend. So jumping into the makeup products, I have a foundation. I've talked about this before, but I just wanted to express my love for it even more. This is one of my old-time holy grail foundations. It's a foundation that I always reach for. When all my other foundations are failing, this is a foundation I reach for. I love using this on special occasions. It's a beautiful foundation. This is the MAC Studio Sculpt FPF 15 foundation. It's broad spectrum SPF. Um, if you caught episode from two weeks ago, I did a sunscreen roundup. I talked about like different sunscreen terminology. I'll link it in the show notes so you guys should definitely listen to it because I also review all the sunscreens I have. But going back to this foundation, it's in the color NC42 which is like my go-to shade at MAC pretty much. Uh, my skin is slightly lighter nowadays, but let me tell you, if I hit the sun, it's gonna match. Um, another thing about this is that it does have titanium oxide. It does oxidize, which means um, because of like the sunscreen properties in this, it's going to get a little bit darker. Um, that's just a general for any SPF foundation, but I am obsessed with this foundation. The first time I bought this foundation was like in middle school going into high school. I was really getting into makeup and I always heard like MAC had the best makeup. But one of the things that attracted me to MAC specifically was that A, they had a diverse shade range, but then also they have matching concealers to each of their foundations. So you could get the MAC Studio Sculpt Concealer in NC42 alongside this foundation and it just matches. And that's really what I needed. Um, I'm darker skinned, so a lot of my problems with acne isn't so much like getting pimples anymore. It's more like hyperpigmentation because it's really stubborn on my skin. And so a lot of times concealer is using a light concealer that you use underneath your eye. Um, I think still like draws attention to the area because it doesn't match your skin perfectly. Um, I use color correctors. It still didn't like, it still didn't give me the vibe I wanted, but having this foundation with that concealer was a game changer for me. It's beautiful for special occasions. 
Like, if I was a makeup artist, I would have this as my go-to foundation in my kit alongside the concealers because it just works. Like, all the time, so many brands sell, like, foundations, but then they have, like, different range concealers for the same foundation. Like, it's not this foundation with this specific con color of concealer. It's these foundations work with this concealer, which I don't really like. Those are more good for, like, highlighting the under eyes or covering under eye bags or adding a little bit of highlight. But going back to this foundation, I know I, I had to show Max some love, but this is a beautiful foundation. The coverage is beautiful. It has like a gel-like finish and application. Even with the sunscreen, it still doesn't give you flashback, which is key. A lot of times like these SPF or foundations with sunscreen, they add like a heavy flashback, they darken too much, but I feel like with this one, it doesn't oxidize too much and it doesn't do flashback. Their entire studio sculpt line is meant for like TV or like taking photos and studio wear. Um, but with that being said, it still looks so beautiful in real life. Like it looks really, really nice. It's a nice medium coverage without being cakey. And obviously you can add more on and on and build it up, but this is just a beautiful foundation and I wanted to talk about it. I, I feel like I don't talk about this foundation enough. I'm like trying to smell it to see if it has scent. I think it has a slight scent, but all in all, this is like literally one of my favorite foundations. Would die for her, honestly. All right, so next I have my new like lip trio I've been doing for the past couple of months. So I'm really into right now, like that Japanese milky pink lip. Um, however, a lot of those like cool toned milky pink colors don't really look good on me or I haven't gotten the confidence enough to wear them. But I've been doing this routine and I actually really, really like it. And it gives me a very close milky lip. It's the closest I've gotten to a milky lip that looks good on me. It's the closest I've gotten to a milky lip that I'm comfortable with wearing. So I've been using the NYX lip liner in nude pink. This and I think Peekaboo Neutral, which is another shade from the NYX lip liners, get compared to the Charlotte Tilbury lip cheats. I think Peekaboo Neutral is a little too like um, orange spice or deeper orange compared to the lip cheats. This nude pink is a lot closer to the lip cheats, but this nude pink color is slightly more muted. I feel like Pillow Talk is a little bit more pinker and blurs out a lot more. But going back to this lip liner, I've been using this recently and I'll use this to like line my lips. Girl, I'm like creating a whole new lip line with this lip liner. I don't know why or what's coming over me, but I've been doing it with this. I've been using this and right before it like sets down, I go in with like a small fluffy pencil brush and I blend in the lip line really fast. Um, these NYX lip liners are really, really good if you want a super precise line. Um, they don't blur out too much, so you have to work really fast. Once they set, you're gonna end up start creasing the line while trying to get a little bit of a blur, which is just a tip. These are still really good lip liners. And so I've been using this, like blurring out my lines, and then on top of that, I've been applying the Lawless Forget the Filler Lip Gloss. This, now I used to intern for a PR company, and one of the brands we worked on was Lawless. And at that point, I've never heard of Lawless. And Lawless was like in Sephora. And it's a pretty popular brand. Like the people I worked with, like they liked Annie Lawless, the creator of this brand, a lot. And her products look really good. But this is actually the first time. I bought this a while ago. I, I think I talked about it in a Sephora haul. But this is the first time using it. And I actually really 
love this lip gloss. It's very pretty. It has, I don't think it's super lip plumping. It does have that minty sensation on the lips, but I've been loving this. I think I have a hierarchy of clear lip glosses and I'll do like, I will do like a lip gloss. What are those things called? Lip gloss chart, lip gloss smackdown, lip gloss tournament, where I'm going to talk about each lip gloss and which one is the best like clearish lip gloss. Um, but that's for another day. But I've been using this. This is really, really nice. It has like, it has like a plush finish, which is similar to the Fenty gloss balm and glass slipper, like the clear one. Like it's not that super clear, reflective, high definition shine. This has more of like a plush finish. So you're still getting like a really nice, pretty shine, but it looks like really cushiony and really pretty. It's very reminiscent to what I would just, what I would consider those Japanese like milky lips to be like. Yeah, I've been using this. It's really pretty. I like the applicator. It's a curved doe foot. It's really nice. And yeah, those are all my beauty favorites. Um, anyways, let's talk about my non-beauty favorites now. I forgot for a second. Okay, so I was trying to decide if I should do video games or TV shows first, but I'm gonna do TV shows. So I finished, I think like two-ish TV shows. Um, the very first one is Teen Titans. If you don't know what that show is, it was it was shown on Cartoon Network. If you guys don't know this, I love cartoons and like anime and stuff. I love watching them. Finished Teen Titans. It's crazy cause like I remember growing up watching Teen Titans and remembering very like specific scenes but rewatching this show was really cool as well honestly it's a really really good show like i forgot how good it was it's based on the teen titans from the dc comics i believe i would say it's more like centered around like teens like that's the age demographic who should watch it i wouldn't suggest like really young kids because i read online <laughs> that the viewership of the show dropped because like a lot of kids thought it was like too scary but if you're someone who's seen the Teen Titans and want to watch it again, you definitely should. It's on HBO Max or Max now. I don't know why they did that. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Honestly, I think all the seasons were really good. Like, I don't think there is a particular favorite season I had. My number one gripe with a lot of TV shows pre like 2010 in general is that they do a really bad job like wrapping up loose ends of TV shows. Like the end of Teen Titans was kind of poorly done. There wasn't enough closure because the last episode that they showed didn't leave me with like a good feeling. And they said that there's the last episode, but the entire TV series would be wrapped up with the movie, which is like Teen Titans Trouble in Tokyo. But I was really hoping that the very last episode of the season trickled into the beginning of the movie at least. So we get a little bit of a closure. The villains were really well done. I liked how each season kind of had a very particular plot point. Yeah, but even with that being said, like the major characters that I remember vividly from childhood, like Slade, it was a girl with a blonde hair, Rocky. <laughs> Her name is not Rocky. Oh my gosh. It's... The girl with the blonde hair who could control rocks. The antithesis of the Teen Titans, like those alter ego kids, the Hive Academy kids. Like all three of these characters, like these three villains, you could say, I thought they played a lot stronger of a role in the show, but after watching it, I realized like they really didn't. They kind of had like their particular seasons, but yeah, 
it was a very good show. If you're into cartoons, you should definitely watch it. It's very, very good. They have like Teen Titans Go, which is like, it's like a more of a comedy childlike show. I know they do like DC comic TV shows and the Teen Titans like show up, but in like a more mature image. Um, but in general, Teen Titans, I give it a 5 out of 5, honestly. I would deduct points, so maybe give it like a 4.5 out of 5 because of like not wrapping up the end of the show aspects. But in general, even the movie like Trouble in Tokyo is really, really good. I actually really enjoyed it. I remember the movie vividly. I knew exactly what would happen. But it's really fun to rewatch like shows from like your childhood. You get to see it from the perspective of an adult. And like remembering it as a kid is like completely different than seeing it as an adult, which is really, really funny. But yeah, very good show. I loved it. The next show I watched... Oh, I watched only Murders in the Building. So my friend Senna kept telling me to watch this show. She said it was really good and that I would like it. And I actually love it. I know people who don't like it, but I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the first and second season. Like, it's very interesting because, like, you think it's a very... <laughs> you think, like, the premise of the show... You can't go on for season two, right? You think it would wrap up by season one? Season two was still pretty good. Like, it wasn't bad. And I'm excited for season three. They showcased a little bit of season, like, season three at the end of season two, which I really, really like. But basically, it's about these people who live in the Upper West Side or Upper East Side of New York. And they live in this really, really nice building. Um, so a lot of, like, rich people live there or people with, like, people with a lot of money. But it's like old money, I would say. And these are like really nice apartments. And a murder happens in the building. And these three people, two old guys and Selena Gomez, his character, like an almost 30-year-old, um, band together to like solve the mystery because they start like a murder mystery podcast. But you don't really see much of the podcast aspect. You see more of like the mystery murder solving aspect. But it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I'm not a big fan of like, I like a good mystery, but I haven't watched a lot of mysteries. Growing up, I love Nancy Drew. So I used to read her books all the time. But listen, if you want, listen to this podcast, you know, we, if I was going to the library, I was picking up the Nancy Drew book. I was picking up the Nancy Drew computer game. Those are so good. Like I bought one like a couple months ago just for fun. And I, you need like a gaming PC to play those because like I was trying to play it on my MacBook and it was not working. Um, I have a gaming PC in the basement, so I'll probably play more games on there. Actually, I think I might do that. That's so much fun. I think I will do that. My MacBook was lagging he heavily, so yeah. So I'd recommend a really good computer to play those, but yeah, they're so much fun. I'm pretty sure, I feel like the older com older computers, you can't use the same software with today's computers. But then also, I think you, you can buy them DLC online, so that's really good. But yeah, those are the TV shows I've been watching. I'm currently rewatching Golden Girls. That's like my summer comfort show, so... Yeah, I love watching that. All right, for video games. Now, while I was on hiatus, I beat Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now, I originally wanted Fire Emblem Birthright and Conquest, but I didn't get those. I got this one. I don't know where the mix-up in communication happened, but I'm so happy I got this game because this game is so good. Like, this game is so good to the point 
I was depressed after beating it. And then also I was like on Tumblr and Pinterest looking up memes. Like it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to talk about. It's embarrassing. That's how good this video game was. Basically how Three Houses works is it's based around like houses. So if you've watched Game of Thrones, you know, House of X, House of Y. Um, so there's three houses. There's the Blue Lion's house, which is the Holy Kingdom of Fargus. Something Eagle House, which is like the red group. That's the Holy Adrestian Empire. And then finally, there's the Golden Deer House, which is the Alliance. Actually, I'm going to look up the synopsis and just read it to you because like, it's such a good game. I don't even think me talking about it gives it justice. You know, we've got to read the Nintendo one because I think that's the one that gives you more of a synopsis of like what the game is. So, three territories, three houses, your very own journey. War is coming to the continent of Fodland. Fodland. Oops. War is coming to the continent of Fodland. Here, order is maintained by the Church of Steros, which hosts the prestigious Officers Academy within its headquarters. You are invited to teach one of its three mighty houses, each comprised of students brimming with personality and represented by a royal from each of the three territories. As a professor, you must lead your students in their academic lives and in turn-based tactile RPG battles wrought with strategic new twists to overcome. Which house and which path will you choose? So like I said, it, you have to choose based on the three houses. I chose the Blue Lions house first, but it's basically three different storylines and they're each like 70 hours. So this is like literally a 200 hour game. So good so good this game is so good it's so much fun i played it okay so i emotionally cannot handle like games where it's sad that like someone dies and like you can't revive them so i said my gameplay to nobody none of my like char playable characters can die so i really not have an emotional heavy heart when i play this game um but such a good game i feel like i didn't explain it well at all but basically you're gonna have to like look at gameplays kind of understand what's happening while the gameplay was really fun uh i love the storyline and if if the game has a really really good storyline i'm going to like play it like three to four times like that's the type of person i am gameplay wise if it's gameplay is good is phenomenal but like the storyline is boring or whatever i'm not gonna replay it um but in general love this game i'm ready to get emotionally invested in the other houses and basically when you play as the other houses you get a new perspective on the situation and also on top of that it's like with each choice you make or for some of the choices you make you get a different outcome so that's the reality of the game it's really good i don't want to spoil too much because it's so good there's a time skip so that's really important because that that's the one part i learned that I wish I knew before because then it would prepare me for how much more emotional investment. Okay, it's really embarrassing how I'm talking about this game, so we're just gonna move on to the next game. All right, and then finally, my last game I played, I actually finished it this morning. It's Sonic Frontiers. Yes, everyone, I love Sonic. What can I say? But basically, so I love the Sonic games. I think they're so much fun. I played like Sonic Heroes, Sonic 2 Adventures Battle, and I played Sonic DX. People hate Sonic DX, but I thought it was I thought it was good. It was a little mysterious. I, I liked it. I liked the vibes of it. But I and then after those games, there's been like a bunch of other Sonic games that's come out and they weren't that good or they haven't gotten like really good reviews. Um, but Sonic Frontiers is a Sonic game that has gotten pretty good reviews. Like let me look up. 
it's gotten like a 7 out of 10 on IGN and then a 9 out of 10 on Steam and a lot of people like this game. I actually agree with like IGN, like 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10 is my rating. Basically, I thought it was a really good game. So basically how it works is it's an open world concept. So if you played Breath of the Wild, kind of like that. So basically, each open world is a different island Sonic has to go to. The storyline, I honestly think was kind of boring, the gameplay, but the gameplay was really fun. Though my only issues with it, like, honestly, I thought it was a really good game. Um, I'm not going to replay it. And at some point, the game kind of became repetitive. I did like how expansive the open worlds were. Those were really fun. But like I said, they got repetitive after like the second or third one. But I still went ahead and finished the game. The game is, I feel like, at max 30 to 40 hours, depending on if you want to complete every single aspect of the game. Um, But yeah, it was fun. My gripe with Sonic games is that what I like about a Sonic game is being able to see all the characters and play all the characters. Like, I was only playing as Sonic throughout the game, but I wanted to have, like, I wanted to play as Knuckles and Tails. I like the idea of seeing Shadow, Rouge, Cream and Cheese. In the game, though, Amy doesn't call them Cream and Cheese. I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, I like those aspects of Sonic games. Like, I like playing as the other characters, too, and seeing them play a role more in the storyline. I think those are the best Sonic games. Um, another thing that made me really sad about this game was that there's no Chow World. Now, granted, I don't think there's been a Chow World in the past Sonic games because people still keep, people are still tweeting about the same Sonic 2 Adventures Battles Chow World, okay? But basically, yeah, there's no Chow World in this, but they do have these like little cute guys named Coco. It's like K-O-C-O and they're like really cute that I, even I'm like, aww. They kind of take the place of a chow. But basically, it's it's a fun game. If you miss, like, playing Sonic games and you want to play, like, that, like, rail riding, ring collecting games in, like, a new way, I highly recommend it. It was actually, like, a fun, genuine fun game. It's just that when it comes to Sonic games, it's not my favorite. Yeah, I still enjoy this. I played this on PS5. Um, I played Three Houses on Switch. I think I'm going to play... I'll go back to Three Houses. I know the Final Fantasy... Wait, I think a new Final Fantasy game came out. Huh. This came out on June 12th. Where have I been? Well, there's a new Final Fantasy game. It's Final Fantasy 16. I think I'm gonna buy that. But as you guys know, I'm prepping for Final Fantasy 7 2. So, I'm very excited about that. But very random. Um, I dropped Final Fantasy 10 2. I just, like... I don't know. I, I, I like emotionally, I don't feel like doing playing that game. I might pick it up later on. I might play like Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. Let me, I've beaten like all the video games that I want to play. So maybe I'm going to pick up a new Nancy Drew game. Anyways, that wraps up my favorites. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you want to connect with me, talk to me, like build a community. I am on Instagram at podcast. Um, My podcast Instagram is my only like, major podcast platform so if you need to reach me for whatever which reason or want to talk to me or give your thoughts on the episode go there of course you can also email me that's fine i've gotten a lot of emails over the past month and i'm shifting through them so please be patient also i'm very slow at replying to messages but i swear to god i will get to your message at some point so don't worry um with that being said 
Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Tell me what your favorites are. I'm very curious. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.